So, we're going to continue with Halachas of Natilis Yadaim that we started already a couple of days ago. Halachas of Natilis Yadaim. Okay, Penny, you with me? Gvaldiga Halachas. Mailach, yeah? It's going to warm you up. The Halachas are going to warm you up. It's going to be Gvaldig. Okay, Zevi, yeah? You with us? Tikkun? Okay. So, um, where were we? So, I want to go through one last sugya before we finish. And that is um, the sugya of two, two, different, two different ideas, actually. The first one is um, just halachas of when a person requires to rewash his hands, redo Natilis Yadayim, even though he did Natilis Yadayim in the beginning of the Suda, that he has to redo Natilis Yadayim in the following situations. So, the Shulchan opens in Kufsan Magdalit base, and in the middle of a Suda, Bang smack in the middle of the Suda. If a person, the example of the Shulchan Aruch is this, and we'll give many more examples as well, is if a person touches a mokoim on his goof that is normally covered. So for example, you stick your hand in your back, but obviously touching your skin, scratching your back, scratching the actual skin of your back, right? Says the Shulchan Aruch, then you require Netiles Yadayim. Shulchan Aruch, by the way, says with the bracha. The same would be, says the example of Shulchan Aruch, if you scratch your hair in the middle of a meal. Now these are very common things that people do in the middle of a meal. That they scratch their hair or put their hand inside their shirt and they scratch their back. Now if they do that, the Shulchan Aruch paskins, that you have to go wash with nice geschmack and refreshing nice water and go along and make a bracha al dime again. Because even though you're in the middle of a suda and even though you washed already, you have to make that again. And the Shailu is what's pshat. So first of all, we're going to talk about it. What's the, the halacha of this, of this, the makor of this Shaila, by the way, is in Chubas Arashba, Chubas Arabban. And the Shaila is why, I understand, I washed already. I washed already, my hands are tohor, my hands are clean. What's the problem? So you want to say, maybe it's not so clean because it's a bit sweaty on the back. All right, I hear. But it's the, one of the main reasons that we said why you washed the a daim was for Livy was to make sure that when Livy goes to base Amigdash later on today, he's going to be ruggle to wash, and to be tar when it comes to the Karbonis and Ale Kedusha and Zevi and all the Gavaldic Yidin over here. Pinny, who else do we have over here? Somebody can him, it's Gavaldic. I missed anybody? Did I miss anybody else? No, I said Zevi. I said him, I said him, I said him. No, I'm not in the base right now. There's many Kahanim around the world. I'm not going to mention them right now, right? We'll be here for a while. I know that. Yeah, I understand. But I'm talking the ones who are. Okay. He's a lady, that's true. He'll be singing for us. He's going to be singing for us. He's going to be devolving. We're looking forward to the singing. All right, let's go. So what's Pshat? Lady, what's Pshat? Why in the middle of a Suda do I have to rewash if I washed already? Right? That's the Kasha. So the answer is like this. A very interesting thing. The Lavush... Shimon, are you with me? The Lavush explains Pshat like this. The Lavush explains that when a person touches a Mokoim, that, that is dirty, that is sweaty, uh, like, for example, scratching his hair, or touching his back, similar to that. Zuk Doloshen of the Lavush, it's mavatal and mafsik, the original Natila. So you've been mavatal, the original Natila, you've had a hesuk of an interruption, Mimela, you require a brand new Natila. Zuk the Poiskim, what happens, as the Mishabura, for example, if you touch your hair, 
or just lightly go over your hair without scratching it. Says the Mishabur, in that case, you do not have to wash a brand new Nitilas Yadayim. The priest can say, in fact, it's brought down in the Isha Lavam, the Heilige Buchacha, that if a person blows his nose, right, and I'm, I'm just going to say this the way it is, right? And his hands become wet, right? Maybe in Yomin, it's a whole matzah over there, the tissue isn't thick enough, it tears, whatever, and his hands, his fingers become wet, right? So, you have to do Nitilis Yodayim again in that case. If you blow your nose and your fingers become wet in the middle of a Suda, what if you have a Shluf in the middle of a meal, right? It's Vainagaya. Right? For example, in the middle of a suda, you, you go on the couch and you lie down for a few minutes. We've had Bokham that do that many, many times on the table, on the couch, many times there. <laughs> Seems to be the same people every single. So, what happens in the middle of a meal? So, you know this already, right? What happens? The Rebbe wakes you up, you go to the sink, and you wash the Tilisadayim again, right? Because you slept in the middle of a meal. If you go to the bathroom, right? If you go to the bathroom, We'll just leave it like that, okay? We go to the bathroom. Whoa. In the middle of a suda, you have to wash the telisadayim. If you change the diaper, like a good husband, in the middle of the suda, then you go along and you have to wash the telisadayim. In that case, do you... Oh, very good. Frank Daniel, do you have to make a bracha? All of the cases that we just gave, do you have to make a bracha? So although there are many, many gedole poiskim that say, Rafa, are you with me? Davy, Yeah? I don't need to miss this. Even though there are many gedolei poiskim that say you have to make a brocha in all of the cases that we just said, right? That's the Maimon Maltcha, the Bat Yehuda, the Big Diyash, the Beismeya, Hamid Moshe, and others. The Maisa, the Be'alocha, says like this, Narach HaShulchan passing us this way, that he says, if you just touch the place that's normally covered, you don't have to make a brocha, but you just have to wash. But if you actually went to the bathroom and gedolim, or, for example, you change the diaper and the baby's stuff went on your fingers, you touched it, then an Akhanami you have to make a brand new bracha when you wash. But a vada you have to wash, but in many cases you won't have to make a bracha. The Shulchan Harab, the Balatanya holds that you never make a bracha when you wash your hands again in that times, unless Mamish were mafsik the whole Sudi made a huge interruption, that's something else. But in those cases you generally don't have to make a new bracha, but wash again you do. Everyone's masking you have to wash. The shy have to have to make a new brocha. So that is sugi number one that I wanted to get to today. Once again, you should eat kazais after bed. Thank you for mentioning that. You, should, you don't have to, but you should eat bread afterwards as well. It should, it should be a hemshach of the suda. A kazais. A kazais. Yeah. No. Exactly the same. Exactly the same as you wash your bed, yeah. Okay. Doc. You just don't wash because you're bad suda. You know what the Mishabura says? The Mishabura says, I mentioned this before, the Mishabura says an amazing thing. Mishabura says, even if, for example, you have a piece of bread in your mouth, Bishas Maisa, when you're scratching your back, Mishabura Paskins is also to swallow the bread. So you've got a piece of challah in your mouth, you're, you're chewing it, you scratch your back, you scratch your head, Mishabura Paskins is also to swallow it until you go wash again. It's in the sun because the Maisa is in my mouth already. Let's go back to our boy's side. Right, one last sugya of this thing, and then we have to end with the Gavaldi Gemeshus. What? Uh, this I don't know. This is what the Chazanish said at the beginning. Many people. The water is going to be high. Again, we spoke about this. Don't be Machman. Yenem's Cheshman. Today's the youth side of the Heiliger Salanta Rebbe. The Heiliger Salanta Rebbe. 
and uh, there are many stories about him. How he was very. We're going to we have to say stories about the Haligasel and the Rebbe. And there are many stories how he was very makele and doing many things that Kali Sol do because I don't read Machman. Yenem Cheshvan. Whether it was Miris, whether you know famous stories about Rebbe Salanta. Don't be Machman. Yenem Cheshvan. Let's go back to Rabbi Sai. Last sugya of the sugya of the Tzeres is the sugya of Chatzitsa. Chatzitsa means an interruption, a separation between your hand and the water, right? Like we know, there's halachas of chatzitza when it comes to tevilas kelim, when you tovel a keli, uh, can I have any stickers on it or anything similar to that? We also know there's a halacha of chatzitza by tefillin. When you put on your tefillin, you have to make sure there's no chatzitza there. We've spoken about that once before, right? There are many different shailas of chatzitza. One of the shailas of chatzitza is in Natilas Yodayim over here. The Gemara in Chol and Kuvav on the base brings down called Dovish Shachoytzes Betfila, Chaytzes Benatilas Yodayim. Furusha Gemara. That anything that's a chatzitza, when you toivel something, whether it's yourself or whether it's a keli, would also apply by Natilas Yodayim. Says the Mishnah in the beginning of Semakov Samach Aleph, even though, and he's quoting the Gemara in Cholin, Natilas Yodayim for bread is a Durabonon, and Tevila can often be a Doraisa, right? Even when you toivel a metal kli, that's a Doraisa. Al Koponim, so what? Zuk the Mishnah they were Tikkun Kein Doraisa Mesakin, and therefore the Aloha is that you have to be careful in everything else. And that's the Psak Lemaisa of the Mishnah that you should be careful that there's no Chatzitza on your hand, Bishas Maisa, of washing in that case. The Mishnah even says that it's right to check your hands out to make sure that there's no leftovers, for example, from the band aid that you took off yesterday and it's got the stickiness or something similar to that. So the Mishnah it's Roy, it's proper, good to look at your hands to make sure before you wash that they are uh, Natilas Yadayimable. Okay? Get that? The tillest you die in the bull. Right? New word. Without touching your hand when you put on tefillin? Touching is okay. Right? And putting on the shell you know, in a touching way is fine. But to start scratching at the same time, you have a scratch. You have a problem with the bracha then. You have a problem with the bracha then. You have a problem with the bracha then. How you can make a bracha? You have to turn the name. So you have to be careful of that. Now, I'm not going to go into all the sugars of what exactly is a chatzitza. Rubai ha-makbid, miyat ha-makbid. There were goiza miyat ha-makbid, otu roiva makbid. I'm not going to go into the whole sugya. Many of us are familiar with that. I just want to go through some of the common examples that could be nageya. Number one, a nail. Is a nail a chatzitza or not? So the halacha is, and this is brought down already from the Oizorua, that a nail is never a chatzitza simply because it's part of your guf. It's a of your body, and therefore it's not considered to be a chatzitza. The famous Sefer Chassidim brings down that a person shouldn't have too long of a nail, because it could have you know, dirt under there, and there's famous stories of people that appeared to other people in dreams when they looked green, and they said, why are you green? They said, because we had dirt under our nails, and the mail when we washed, there was a chatzitza, and we didn't wash the dime, we ate bread, but tumma, Sefer Chassidim brings down all these sorts of stories, Kiyadua, many of them in Hilchas Natiris Yadayim. But if there's dirt under your nail and your makbid on that dirt. That means it's, it's, if you're going to a chasna, if you're going somewhere, you're going to meet someone, there's a disgusting piece of dirt under there, then you're going to clean it, then your makbid, then for sure you should get rid of that. If it's a small amount that you're not makbid, no one cleans their nails every part of the day to make sure they look clean, so then generally that would be okay in that case. There is a shaila 
the shach brings us in Yeridea, if a person is about to cut his nails, right? That means that if a person is about to cut his nails, it's ki'ilu, it's cut already. The whole reason why a nail is not a chatzitza is because it's a chelik of your body. But if you're planning on cutting it, could mean that it's already cut. And if it's cut, it's a chatzitza. So it could be it's a shayla that and therefore the shach in Yeridea brings it, and therefore it could be if you're planning on cutting it, it could be a what? I'm about to. I'm going upstairs to cut it right now, but I'm going to eat lunch. Whatever. Someone along those lines. Yep. Okay. What if, for example, here's a here's a common example. Let's say, for example, your nail is coming off. It's peeled off, right? Is it a chatzitza for natilis yadayim? So Allah is if rov of it is off, then basically once rov of it is off, it's no longer yonic from the body. It's not getting nourishment from the body, and therefore it could be a chatzitza. So it could be if your nail is hanging off, even a small amount then that could be problematic in that case. Same thing, by the way, with skin pieces. Skin pieces, what? Yeah, for sure if you're going to cut it off. If skin pieces, if they're not makpeh, they're small, Shabbos is a different shayla. If the halacha is like this, the shokhanah at the end of submission mem, that if roiv of it is off, and it's giving you pain, because every time it goes against, you know, the sleeve, or whatever, it's pain, so then you're allowed to take it off with a shinoi. Right, you can take it off with the shina. Only if it's rove off and it's giving you tzah and you take it off with the shina. That's that's already that's Hokashabas. But I'll upon him when it comes to skin pieces, you have to be makbid to take off all the skin pieces that are falling off. If you're not makbid on the generally, then you don't have to be makbid at the gabin until it's your dime. In that case, the same is true if you have paint or if you have ink. And all of these things, we're talking about mamoshas. If you've got actual mamoshas on your fingers, all of these things, if they're actual mamoshas, and you would normally be makbid on them, no one's going to a chasna with paint on his fingers, so then yes, it will be a chatzitza when it comes to Natilis Yadayim, and then a person should be careful to make sure to get rid of it, again, if he is makbid on it. A band-aid, if you actually have a band-aid on. It comes off, the, the mamoshas comes off. No, first not really. The, the first time, the second time, all the reverse, not more reverse. Okay. Now, moving on, Rabbi Sai. Moving on. Band aids. Right, the Gemara talks about that. So if he's not Makbar on it, if he's the Derek of that person, not the Makbar, it could be, it's okay. Let's just finish off. Let's just finish off. A band aid, for example, that a person is wearing and he's got the band aid on, is he allowed to wash the Tirisadayim with the band aid on? So the general halach is it depends. If you need the band-aid, it's not a chatzitza. Why? Because if you need it, we're not choshish that be'emsa suda in the middle of the meal, a person is going to come and take it off and touch the bread with hands that were never washed. And therefore, if your hand requires the band-aid because there's a cut there, whatever, and therefore I need it on, then it's not a chatzitza. Whereas, if it's just extra and it's on stum, right, because, I don't know, it's healed already, but I still got it on, or got it on for protection purposes, then no. Then it will be a chatzitza and you're going to have to take it off or you're going to have to figure out what to do in that case. Let me just end my voice side with one last Kabbalah de Gazaf. There's a Mosaka Medrash. The Medrash brings down, this is a Medrash Rabbah on Parshish Bolak. Look this up, it's Kabbalah. The Medrash Rabbah brings down that there was a time of Xavier of Kladisrol where people were not able to openly express their Yiddishkeit and being Jewish and people were, you know, displaying it in a very private, secretive manner. So the Medrash Rabbah brings down that there was a, a Yid who owned a restaurant now, obviously, he couldn't openly display that he was a Yid. He was a Yid, and he opened the restaurant. And the way that he would basically ensure that he would give kosher food to a Yid, or non-kosher food, which was obviously cheaper, to a guy, was if they did the Tere If you saw a Yid coming along, Medrash Rabbah brings this, if you saw a Yid washing, 
Oh, he's a yid. Obviously, he's a yid. They're washing before bread. We may let his fix to serve him kosher food. Whereas, if he wasn't washing bechlal, then obviously he was a guy and he used to give him chaza. Zuk the medrash. There was a yid that walked in. There wasn't so makadona till it's a dain. He walks in. He doesn't wash his hands. The innkeeper gives him chaza. He notices at some point during the Suda that his friends who are also Jewish got different food to him. He figured it out. He figured what's going on. He went over to the innkeeper. He went over to the guy who owned the restaurant. He said, what's going on over here? What's up, What do you serve me? He said, what do you mean? I gave you chaza. Like, what's wrong? What's, everything's okay. And he started saying, what? I'm Jewish. What? So he gave, he said, I didn't know because you actually, you didn't wash the tilis a dime. Mufurusha medrash. Mikan shonu chachomim. Says the medrash. That a person that's not makbid on a tilis a dime will be fed, can be fed, all sorts of tray for zachan. And therefore says the medrash, a skula, a shmira, to make sure that a person eats what he's meant to be eating is by being careful, being medaktik. Not only to wash, but to wash in the correct manner or to rewash when he needs to do that. Have a wonderful day. Ah.